Okay, so I've heard your guys' opinion on Carey Price, and after doing some more research, I actually want to visit the Silly Season episode that I did recently. And also, do the Seattle Kraken and the New Jersey Devils have a new rivalry forming? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty, now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play by play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And to all those who celebrate, I hope you had a safe and enjoyable Easter. I hope you enjoyed it with family, friends. I hope you enjoyed a great meal. I hope you enjoyed some delicious candy in your Easter baskets. I hope you were able to find all those eggs hidden around the house. So once again, to all those who celebrate, I hope you had a safe and enjoyable Easter. I know I enjoyed myself, and now we're back to the grind. My apologies for not posting an episode on Sunday. However, I completely forgot that Sunday was Easter Sunday. So uh, I think I have a reasonable excuse for not making up uh, my episode that I missed last week on Sunday. So once again, uh, making up to you guys, it's uh, late at night, decided to post an episode on Monday morning. I don't remember the last time I posted an episode on Monday because usually I post my episodes Tuesday through Saturday. So uh, once again, uh, I guess welcome back to my Monday morning show, whatever the case might be. But we have a lot to discuss in this episode. I'm going to do a follow-up from my previous episode because if you guys recall, I did a Silly Season episode on Carey Price. And yes, Silly Season is not really meant to be taken seriously. And there is like little to no chance that the New Jersey Devils would attain Carey Price. And I don't think they would really pursue someone like Price because, like I said in the previous episode, despite him being one of the best goalies in this generation, fan favorite out in Montreal, and is definitely trending in the NHL right now due to him making his triumphant return after taking an extended hiatus due to him wanting to get his mental health affairs in order. So once again, Carey Price, very popular amongst the NHL. But the one thing I talked about in the last episode was that the Montreal Canadiens, they might have to make a tough business decision just because due to his age, due to the length of his contract, and due to him being on the other side of his better days, it might be time to move on from Carey Price just due to the fact that the cap space in the Montreal Canadiens organization is close to zero and they don't really have much wiggle room. So once again, it might be a tough decision. I know they've put some players' names out there during the course of this season as to some players that they might try to move on from once the offseason season begins but at the same time you know with Carey Price the length of his contract and his age once again it might be time for the Montreal Canadiens to let go of him but they can't buy him out so they might look to for a trade suitor to see which team would be willing to take on his big contract and I said courtesy of my colleagues at Pucks and Pitchforks they put out an article saying that maybe Carey Price could be obtained by the New Jersey Devils that involves a Mackenzie Blackwood type of deal because Mackenzie Blackwood might want out of New Jersey but anyway that's beside the point so I've been doing my research, guys, and look, I I know a lot of you were kind of coming at me, whether you're a New Jersey Devils fan, whether you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, you were basically saying there is no way that is going to happen. For the New Jersey Devils side of things, you said due to his contract and due to his age, you don't really want him, and that's, you know, respectful, and I did acknowledge that in the last episode. Now, for the Montreal Canadiens side of things... 
it seems like, you know, they're tied based on emotional status. What I mean by that is, like, they love Carey Price. Like I said, he's a fan favorite out there, and it would be very tough to let him go. And it's just like they were so patient with Carey Price and his overall return. And then finally he is able to make his return. Why would they want to move on from him? And I'm just like, it's not so much Carey Price the person. It's just the business decision, just like I said, due to his contract. Now, the reason I'm revisiting this is because I want to tie this into the overall situation with the Seattle Kraken. Because if you guys recall, a while back, before the expansion draft, uh, the Montreal Canadiens left Carey Price exposed. And that was one of my overall factors that I determined that maybe the Montreal Canadiens are looking to move on from Carey Price. Now, I was talking to a few Canadian insiders just trying to see like, hey, would you ever want to trade Carey Price? A lot of them were like, no, that would never happen under any circumstance. I I did also acknowledge that he has a no trade clause. But the one thing I say, if I was trying to convince Carey Price to uh, just uh, waive his no trade clause, I would just say, look, look, Beggars can't be choosers. There's not really a lot of teams that are willing to take on your big contracts. Uh, maybe teams like the New Jersey Devils and, and the Arizona Coyotes might be willing to take on your contract. But the, the fact of the matter is, if you w- would rather go to Phoenix or New Jersey, I would pick New Jersey just because, you know, we, we have a lot of upside. We have a lot of potential. We have established stars on our team. You know, someone like Dougie Hamilton, albeit he's kind of uh, having a down year, but you know that he'll make a return next year. And then you got Jack Hughes, you got Nico Heischer, and then you got someone like Alexander Holtz, you got Luke Hughes who are on the come up. So the one thing that the New Jersey Devils need is better goaltending. And if you add Carey Price to the roster, the New Jersey Devils will be much better in that sort of aspect. And that could take our team to the next level because like I said in the last episode, Carey Price was able to will his Canadian team to the Stanley Cup Finals. And albeit they lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but Let's face it, they they had no business reaching the Stanley Cup Finals. So that's my overall pitch if I was to tell Carey Price to waive his no-trade clause and because you got the young, upcoming stars in New Jersey. They're heading in the right direction. They have a lot of wiggle room to work with in terms of cap space, draft picks, whatever the case might be. So I feel as though you know trying to convince Carey Price to come to New Jersey is not that far-fetched of an idea. Well, I guess it kind of is, but you guys get the point that I'm trying to make. Now, since the New Jersey Devils recently played the Seattle Kraken, going back to what I was saying. Let's talk about the expansion draft situation that Carey Price had because some of the Canadian insiders were telling me that the reason why the Canadians left Carey Price exposed in the draft was because they knew that Carey Price was going to need surgery to begin the year. This was before he decided to step away from the game temporarily to, you know, get his personal affairs in order. But uh, they left him exposed in the draft. And I was doing some deeper research because if I'm the Canadians organization, whether he needs surgery or not, am I really willing to take that big of a risk of exposing him in the NHL draft? Because let's face it, the goalie situation for the Seattle Kraken is not good. It's one of the reasons why I said the New Jersey Devils would win their last game against the Kraken. They were able to walk away with a point, but we'll talk about that a little later in the episode. But uh, needless to say, I don't think I would be willing to take that big of risk of leaving my best goalie out there to be picked up by the Seattle Kraken because despite his contract, despite his age, just look what he was able to do just a few weeks prior to the expansion draft, which was, once again, he led his team to the Stanley Cup Finals, a team that had no business of reaching that point. So it's like, would you be willing to take that risk of exposing him, surgery or no surgery? I don't know because, you know, the Seattle Kraken, I don't think they had high expectations for their organization. 
They're just trying to get their foot down in the NHL. They're just trying to, you know, uh, establish themselves as a franchise. They're already trying to make changes in terms of diversifying hockey. I think that's their overall identity right now. But needless to say, like, if I was doing the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken and I see Carey Price available, surgery or no surgery, I'm willing to take the risk because even if he has to miss, like, half the season or most of the season or even the entirety of the season, I still have him locked up for a few more years. So it's just like... Uh, I'm not expecting to do what the Vegas Golden Knights were able to do. I'm expecting to just establish myself in the NHL, you know, uh, attract a larger fan base, get some butts in the seat, because uh, if I've learned anything in sports marketing, that's the main priority, which is you try to uh, get as many spectators into the arena as you possibly can. And obviously you can't be an inaugural team forever. So the point I'm trying to make is like, I feel as though that's just too much of a risk just to leave him exposed because you're overly confident in the fact that the Seattle Kraken wouldn't select him because albeit they did not select them and that was a little surprising on my end because I'm just like you know get Carey Price because surgery or no surgery he could definitely help out your organization and lo and behold the Seattle Kraken are in the similar boat as the New Jersey Devils which is they're struggling in the goaltending aspect and like I said I was doing some more research and apparently uh, Carey Price's wife Angela said that she for sure and not her words not mine she for sure thought her husband was going to be selected by the Seattle Kraken so it goes to show you that even Carey Price's family believed that he was heading to Seattle. So I don't think that the Montreal Canadiens were leaving him exposed because they were overly confident in maybe him uh, just not being selected due to his uh, injury and also uh, him needing surgery to start the year. But I think that they really were just trying to move on from his overall contract because, like I said, they don't have much wiggle room in the cap space. And they're trying to move on and just try to start young once again. And Carey Price doesn't seem to be in their long-term future. Well, right now he is just due to the length of his contract. But you guys get the point that I'm trying to make, which is I, I know Carey Price, his name isn't really brought up in trade discussion. But if an offer were to present itself or an opportunity like the expansion draft were to present itself to the uh, Montreal Canadiens organization, I think they're going to do whatever it takes to try to move on from Carey Price just because, like I said, it doesn't seem like uh, he's in their overall future. I think he's provided a lot to the organization. I said in the last episode, he's a multi-time All-Star. He's a Vesna Trophy winner. He's a Jennings Trophy winner. So once again, he has definitely established himself in the NHL as one of the best goalies in this generation. And I get that he's a fan favorite out in Montreal, but at the same time, it's just like some Sometimes you do got to make those tough business decisions. And like I said, I do not cover the Canadians. I can't really speak on them entirely. But I'm just saying, like, you know, whether it's the New Jersey Devils or some other team, I would expect Carey Price to get moved sooner rather than later. That's just my perspective because I just don't think the Montreal Canadiens, it's in their best interest to hold on to their goalie. And like I said, I know they're very proud of what he was able to overcome and the fact that he's able to make his return, the fact that he took the initiative because he felt like it was his responsibility to get his mind right once again. So, you know, kudos to him. But at the same time, I just feel as though uh, they will have to make a tough business decision. So, you know, that's my overall stance on Carey Price right now. I just wanted to revisit it for a good chunk of this episode because, like I said, uh, after I posted that episode, I knew that I was going to receive some criticism, whether you guys agreed with me, disagreed with me, whatever the case might be. I know some of you are going to be like, no, hell no, whatever the case might be. I saw it, uh, a few in the comment section on YouTube. I saw it on Twitter, whether it was Devils fans or Canadians fans. I just basically want to say, like, look, I, I is it likely that the Devils could get Carey Price? 
No, it is not likely at all. It's just a silly season episode. And like I said on my show many times, silly season is meant to feel as though it's like the shell video game, which is you're like the general manager and you just see all these aspects. You see all these scenarios. Like if I see something on the internet and I talk about it, like it's sort of like a what if scenario, like they do on Disney Plus for Marvel. Like what if this was to happen to the New Jersey Devils? Like how can this shape shift our organization? What are the risks? What are the benefits? Things of that nature. So for any of my newer listeners, watchers on YouTube, whatever the case might be, when I do a silly season episode, it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's meant to be somewhat serious, but for the most part, it's just meant to spark a discussion. It's meant to be engaging. It kind of gives you a new sense of uh, hearing a different perspective of the New Jersey Devils in not so a negative way and just maybe gives you some sort of hope that maybe something like this could potentially happen because I do believe the New Jersey Devils will try to make a big move come the offseason because I think we're at the point, guys, and I'm going to talk about this later in the episode. I think we're past the point of just tanking for a better draft selection. I think we already have our young prospects established. I think we have our players established on our roster currently. We have a lot of potential on our roster. The one issue that we're having is goalie uh, situation and overall special teams, which, by the way, we still haven't had a power play goal in God knows how many games. But uh, but at the same time, it's just like we're, we're on the upward hill. So I feel as though... We're, we're in, heading in the right direction. We have all the ingredients. We just need to bring it together. So I'll talk about that momentarily because I did see some things in the Seattle Kraken game. And, you know, Matty Beneers getting his first career goal kind of uh, hurts a little bit. And I'll tell you why. But before we uh, go deeper into this episode, it's time for the first and second live read this morning. And the first one comes from our friends at Built Bar. So this is the time of year that I pretty much have given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I really enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good, these flavors are gonna be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars in those Easter baskets with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to Built.com, scroll down to the stats chart, and you'll be blown away. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually, once again, has 240 calories, and the difference is night and day. They have delicious flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They have all delicious uh, flavors and they're coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious and it'll be good for you. I don't know how they do it, but somehow, some way, Bill is able to find a way. So the offers go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And now, the second library comes from our friends at betonline.net. So betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. Go Tigers. Bet online and also go, go Phillies. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. NBA playoffs are getting intense right now. I'm enjoying it. NASCAR season is you know just underway, so enjoying the races so far. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so we talked about Carey Price. We talked about his overall situation with the Seattle Kraken. Now let's talk about the Devils, quote-unquote, situation with the Seattle Kraken. So if you guys recall, I think more of my avid listeners who have been with me for a while recall me uh, saying this early on in the season. I believe this is a new rivalry for the New Jersey Devils. Yes, we're only going to see them twice a year because they play on the West Coast, but at the same time, that second game of the year for the New Jersey Devils, it was probably one of their best games up to this date for the 2021-2022 season because it had all the aspects. The New Jersey Devils, my overall takeaway from the second game of the year against the Kraken was that they were able to fight back and they were able to win that game because Jack Hughes went down with an injury. Then you saw Gearston just come in and try to defend Jack Hughes uh, a few plays later and he got himself into trouble. I just love the overall fight back between the Kraken and the Devils. It was like a gladiator battle. It was one of those things that I was just like, okay, this could be a new rivalry. Now, here's the thing. I spoke to Erica Ayala of Locked on Kraken. I proposed that question to her. Is this a new rivalry brewing between the Devils and the Kraken? Because that second game of the year, I don't know if it was the adrenaline just pumping or, you know, people were still high in spirits, high in energy because it was still early on in the season, but it looked like a playoff battle from my perspective. It just looked like both teams didn't want to give an inch. Neither team wanted to lose an inch. And you guys know, I love the Seattle Kraken due to my personal ties with their play-by-play announcer, Everfit2, who does their radio feed because he is my mentor in real life. So you guys know that uh, aside from the New Jersey Devils, I do have a special connection with the Seattle Kraken. So, you know, I love it when the New Jersey Devils play them. But like I said, we only see them twice a year. So, Overall, I think this is a new rivalry brewing between the Devils and the Kraken, but it's not something that uh, everyone's going to highlight. I certainly highlight it on my calendar because I was definitely looking forward to the next time that the Kraken uh, played the Devils because, you know, I was hoping that maybe Jack Hughes could get back at Jeremy Lawson, but unfortunately Lawson does not play for the Kraken anymore. He was dealt away at the trade deadline, and then obviously Jack Hughes is out of commission for the rest of the season. So, Overall, you know, it wasn't really what I anticipated, but at the same time, you know, uh, the Devils lost 4-3 to three to the Kraken in a shootout, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode was because I, I if, if I didn't talk about the Kraken and Devils game, I knew I was going to regret it, so overall... I, I get that the Devils lost in a shootout. I get that, uh, you know, it was frustrating at times. But I love the overall fight back from the Devils when they play the Seattle Kraken. I feel as though it is always a close competitive game. The one aspect that I would say the Devils really need to improve on before the end of the season is that they got to get better at the power play because we're like, over 25 or 26 or something in our more recent power plays. That is unacceptable. We're kind of in a rut in the power play category. But, you know, um, the, another thing I want to talk about is Matty Beneers getting his first career goal against the New Jersey Devils. That kind of stung a little bit because if you guys recall a few episodes ago, I, I, I centered an episode around Luke Hughes saying that maybe it's time for him to just forego the rest of his college eligibility and sign his entry-level deal with the New Jersey Devils and maybe potentially join our team with the few games that we have left in the season and maybe uh, give him some NHL reps and then come next year he can play for the Utica Comets or get his start there and then be brought up, whatever the case might be. I feel as though Luke Hughes is ready because I feel like his game is at a different level compared to his other U of M teammates. And come to think of it, when he plays for the team next year, a lot of his teammates like Owen Power, Ken Johnson, Matty Beneers, like I just mentioned, they're going to be gone. They're going to be playing uh, either for the NHL or the AHL, wherever the case might be. But, you know, as you know, Matty Beneers is right now playing for the Seattle Kraken. But overall, that kind of stung a little bit. And, you know, we made Matty Beneers have himself a night. He was uh, a part of the shootout as well. Also the OT. So, 
uh, you saw that uh, Dave Haxtell had a lot of trust in Matty Beneers that night against the New Jersey Devils. But overall, I'm glad that Damon Severson was able to tie it in the third period. And, you know, Dawes was able to put up a decent battle. And speaking of Dawes and the goalie situation... I really thought Mackenzie Blackwood would return against the new uh, the against the Seattle Kraken, excuse me, just because I felt as though that is the perfect time to just bring him back, just because Seattle Kraken aren't really that good of a team, doesn't really put too much pressure on Blackwood's shoulders, but ultimately Nico Dawes got the start once again, and here's where I'm starting to get a little nervous because our next game is actually today against the Vegas Golden Knights, and then we got the Sabres, then we got the Hurricanes, so. I don't know what the case is going to be, but uh, I really hope if, if you're going to put uh, Mackenzie Blackwood in, I would say, okay, do it against the Sabres. Do not do it against the Golden Knights and do not do it against the Hurricanes because I really don't want to put too much pressure on Mackenzie Blackwood because if your uh, goal is just to put him in for just uh, one more game before the end of the season, then you really got to then you really got to do it against the Sabers one once we return back home to the Prudential Center. Wow, it's hard to believe that we haven't been back at the Prudential Center for nearly two weeks. These two weeks are blowing by fast, but overall, it's just like um, uh, our, our next game is against the Vegas Golden Knights, and then we head back to the Prudential Center. And you know, the Devils said that they wanted to get Mackenzie Blackwood in for one game during the course of this. Uh, nearly two week long road trip and if they're doing against the Vegas Golden Knights that's going to be a big mistake in my eyes so do not do it against the Vegas Golden Knights you you cannot that's not going to blow by that's not going to work and you know I get that they're kind of middle of the pack in the Pacific Division but I just feel as though uh, us against the Vegas Golden Knights uh, I think we have a better chance against the Buffalo Sabres in my eyes and that's my overall take so Going back to what I was saying about the Devils and the Kraken, I believe that's a new rivalry brewing. I was generally entertained uh, when I watched the game, and I hope you guys were too. So, like I said, the Devils didn't get the two points like I predicted them to get, but uh, they came they came away with one point. So, I guess uh, you know, despite them uh, uh, losing the game in, in a shootout, you gotta be overall satisfied with the. A decent effort. I'm not gonna say it was a great effort. I'll, I'll say it's a somewhat decent effort, especially against a below average team. But you know, below average team versus below average team. What else do you really expect? So I'm gonna make my final point of today's episode short and brief because a lot of you have been questioning as to whether or not the Devils should just tank for a better draft position. And you guys kind of already know my overall stance on that matter. I just feel as though the New Jersey Devils should just win for the overall sake of their morale because I, I really don't think, uh, you know, getting a better draft pick is going to do them any wonders, quite honestly. Like I said, we got Alexander Holtz. We got Dawson Mercer. We got Luke Hughes. We got two former first overall picks on our team. What, what good is just like tanking going to do for us at this point other than maybe help us get a big name player via a trade or something like that. I, I really feel as though the New Jersey Devils are in a situation where they can be doing great things with their organization because how often have you guys heard that? Let's just tank for a better draft position. Like how many years have you been hearing that from the Devils organization? Quite honestly, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I think it's time for us to just keep on winning and just see like where we can go uh, going into next season because I just feel as though like you know tanking for a better draft position really doesn't do us any wonders I'll probably talk about it before the season ends once again but I just wanted to give you guys my overall stance on the matter I feel as though the devil should keep uh, racking up the points and 
look, I, I know it's so late in the season to the point where it doesn't really matter and it's irrelevant at this point. But at the same time, I just wanted it to be said that I feel as though the New Jersey Devils should just try to finish the season off strong. I don't want them to lose. And also, I, I want to say this, keep an ear out for a future giveaway that I'm going to be doing. So uh, once again, that's for me hitting 100 subscribers before April 1st. So it's been a long time coming, but don't worry, I have something special planned. So keep an ear out for that. So let me know what you guys think. What do you think about the New Jersey Devils and the Seattle Kraken? Do you think this is a potential future rivalry brewing? Like I said, kind of a little unorthodox since we don't really see them too often, but I feel as though it's definitely entertaining every time uh, we play the Seattle Kraken, albeit we've only played them twice in our in our history since this is their first year in the NHL, but I feel as though it's just somewhat entertaining. I always have this circle on my calendar. Maybe I'm being a little biased because of my overall ties with the Devils organization and also the Seattle Kraken, but at the same time, like I said, I circle it on my calendar. I love what I see when I uh, saw these two teams play each other twice during the course of the year. Do you think this could potentially be a future rivalry? Because keep in mind, that was the game that Jack Hughes got hurt in and he was out for an extended period of time due to that shoulder injury because of a hit from Lawson. And I don't think it was intentional, but I've already discussed enough about it where that that's so late in the season that I'm not even going to bring it up once again. But let me know what you guys think about the overall uh, quote-unquote rivalry between the Kraken and the Devils. Let me know what you think about Carey Price. Well, I guess you've already told me your overall opinions, but I just wanted to revisit it. But anyway, the Devils have a game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, middle of the pack team are the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see what happens. But um, you know, the Devils have been playing fairly well these last few games, despite them losing against the Colorado Avalanche and despite them losing in a shootout to the Kraken. They put up pretty decent fights and given themselves a legitimate chance to maybe not win the game, but you know, just do better. And then prior to that, we were on a brief two-game win streak. We won against the Coyotes, and then in our previous matchup before the Coyotes, we were able to come away with the win against the Dallas Stars 3-1 to in a surprising matchup because uh, that was a hungry team. But let me know what you guys think about the Devils. Should they tank for a better draft position? Should we just finish on a high note for Morrell and just going into next season? Curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below or hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or Locked on Devils. And as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And once again, to all those who celebrate, uh, hopefully you guys had a safe and blessed Easter, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.